Hello everyone and welcome to Mostly Essays. I'm Petra Vernon and today we'll have a look at a collection of true stories from the heart of the South, a collection of stories by Rick Bragg uh, titled My Southern Journey. A little bit about Rick Bragg. He's an author of critically acclaimed and best-selling books like All Over But the Shouted, Ava's Man, The Prince of Frogtown, and The Most They Ever Had, and others. Bragg's contribution has uh, is, is widely pronounced in publications, including uh, Southern Living, as well as uh, as a national correspondent at the New York Times. He won the 1996 Pulitzer Prize for feature writing, and he's also uh, author status, uh, where uh, in Alabama, where he teaches advanced magazine writing and narrative nonfiction. A little bit about this collection of stories. Uh, for the first time, prize-winning author Rick Bragg's funny, uh, evocative, spot-on portraits of Southern life are combined into one volume, it says here, uh, from his regional obsessions from uh, college football to base, bass fishing, mayonnaise to spoon bread, gospel music to storytelling. Uh, these are his insightful and deadpan sense of humor st- stories based on his travels throughout the South, South's varying uh, geographies, which includes his native Alabama, the Cajun country, as well as the Gulf Cor- Coast. Here we have deeply felt and beautifully expressed uh, stories uh, in this engaging book, A Love Letter to the Place Rick Braggs Calls Home. We'll have a look at his story titled, Fully Dressed, published in Southern Living, Southern Journal in November 2013. The word stuffing has a lot of connotations, but when I was a boy, none of them had anything to do with food. Sofas had stuffing, but then again, I really heard, I rarely ever heard the word sofa. We said, we sat on couches. And the first time I heard the word sofa, I thought it was Sophia. I never did figure out why anyone had to sit on the poor woman. And once I heard someone say they had to restuff their Sophia, this haunts me still. I digress though. Teddy bears had stuffing for in science, baseballs had it as well, and we were urged to knock the stuffing out of it. If you caught a big fish or shot a deer or even a big gobbler, you could have them stuffed and mounted. I was mightily confused. Thanksgiving turkeys, however, did not have stuffing, though sometimes my Aunt Jo did shove a whole stick of margarine in there. Stuffing, I would be educated, was another word for dressing, and our dressing, as God intended, was cooked separately in a shallow baking dish or pan. It was not something the great cooks in my family were willing to debate. Stick your hand up the back end of a raw turkey, said my Aunt Grace Juanita, shaking her head violently from side to side. That is not natural. Ain't even human, my mother said. But the word stuffing was everywhere, come November. I heard it on the television, usually accompanied by images of a massive turkey with a golden cascade of breadcrumbs tumbling from its insides. 
Was I missing out? Why didn't we have stuff? And if they had stuff in on, father knows best. You ain't missing nothing, my mother told me. I would learn that like so many things I struggle struggled to understand. It was a southern thing, like why a fast faucet inside the house was a faucet, but outside of the house it became a hydrant. And southerners, especially mine, did not tolerate the inside the bird addressing. I would learn it stemmed from a generational fear of undercooked poultry. How could the turkey cook all the way through, my people reasoned, if the heat could not swirl around inside the bird? Onions, lemons, butter, and other seasonings were allowed, but a thick gob of breadcrumbs was salmonella waiting to happen. But even if bacteria were not an issue, the cooks in my family would have shunned stuff in for one simple reason. Taste. Our dressing started with an iron skillet of cornbread mixed with onion, sage, and the fatty golden nectar from boiled turkey or chicken, usually the pieces that would otherwise be thrown away. It was then baked until a golden crust formed on the top, leaving the inside firm but creamy, too dry, and then it would set set up like cake, and too wet, it was a watery mess. It had to be perfect, and usually it was. Years ago, I stood in the supermarket staring at a stuffing mix of spices and pre-packaged breadcrumbs, tiny hard little cubes. Mama, I thought, was right again. But when I mentioned that we were having turkey and dressing at my house, my Yankee friends looked confused. You mean, they asked the stuff you put on salads? It's a miracle we fought only one war.